Today's devotion comes from John chapter 19, verse 38, through chapter 20, verse 9. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission. So he came and removed his body. Nicodemus, who had first come to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with spices in linen cloths, according to the burial customs of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so because it was the Jewish day of preparation and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. Joseph of Arimathea, according to the other gospel writers, was a wealthy member of the Sanhedrin who was looking for the coming kingdom of God. John tells us that he was also a disciple of Jesus, yet he followed Jesus secretly out of fear of reprisal. Nicodemus is also mentioned. He too is a member of the Sanhedrin, and came to see Jesus in the dark of night out of fear of being associated with him. By asking for Jesus' body for burial and, and by providing a tomb, spices, and linens for burial, these two men seem to be stepping out of the darkness into the light of Christ as they seek a proper Jewish burial for Jesus. As they prepared his body for burial, the spices would be layered on the cloth strips as they wrapped Jesus' body in these spices and in these linen cloth strips. The tomb where they laid him was new, never been used. It was in a nearby garden near the place where he had been crucified. In John's Gospel, early the next morning, perhaps even before the sunrise, Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb, and she sees that the stone has been removed from the tomb. 
Mary's first reaction is that those who have crucified Jesus have taken his body. So Mary runs to report her news to Peter and the beloved disciple that Jesus' body has been stolen. Peter is mentioned first on this foot race to the tomb with the beloved disciple, but he gets there second behind the beloved disciple. The beloved disciple is the first to look into the tomb, but he doesn't go in. He waits to let Peter enter first. The beloved disciple is the first to look and see the empty tomb and also the first to believe that Jesus is alive, resurrected from the dead, that his body has been transformed by God. Peter enters the tomb and sees the linens lying there and the headcloth neatly rolled up in a place by itself. The appearance of the neatly folded linen cloth suggests that the body has not been stolen, nor has it been hastily removed by robbers. It also points to the beloved disciples' belief in that whatever form the resurrected body looks like, the transformation that takes place actually absorbed Jesus' physical body as it becomes completely new. The beloved disciple is a good example of faith for us, as he is one who believes in Jesus' resurrection without seeing the body. This is belief at the deepest level. In John's Gospel, we are presented with an empty tomb which prompts very different reactions from those who have gone to see this empty tomb. Mary sees the empty tomb as an adversity. Peter sees the empty tomb as uncertainty. And the beloved disciple sees the empty tomb as a sign <clears throat> that affirms his faith in the crucified and resurrected Messiah. In verse 9, it says that why uh, it says that they did not yet know the scriptures, that he must rise from the dead. And this is a reference not just to Peter or to the beloved disciple, but to all the disciples. All the disciples had not fully understood the resurrection yet. And they wouldn't understand it until they would have an opportunity to reflect upon the resurrection in the context of their Hebrew scriptures and from remembering what Jesus had taught them. For example, in John chapter 12, verses 23 and 24, Jesus answers them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Through reflection, through resurrection appearances, through faith, God will transform these disciples, just as God has promised to transform you and me. And so we reflect upon this story today, not only of Jesus' death and burial, but also the beginning insights into his resurrection. We pray that God will bless your reflection 
upon Jesus today and that God will bless your day.